Body, the podcast. My name is Ashley Mazurek, your host today, talking about a particular topic that mm, I love. The topic is love. <laughs> so thanks for being here and taking the time to listen to me today. And some of you already probably know this information. Some of you, it may be very new. Some of you, it may be just an addition to. Uh, for me, I could talk forever about this topic. Um, I, f- I feel like it's, it's, it is a podcast that I did two weeks ago. And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, oh, I forgot to say this. Oh, I forgot to say that. And I deleted it. And I wanted to do it again for you guys and maybe make it a little bit better. So thanks for being here again. Um, don't forget, you're always welcome to go to balancedbod.com and take a look at uh, the listing of recordings. You can share them. I would love for you to share them. The sharing part is really about spreading the education. It's about spreading good fortune. It's about well, helping people move up. Sometimes we get into ruts, like I'm in a really serious rut for the past week and a half, and I'm hoping that this, um, me verbalizing this beautiful, wonderful information that uh, comes from a teacher. Uh, so it's it's not something that I made up. It's information passed down, obviously, and I'm going to share it with you. It's a it's a version of what love means to me on a very small scale. Um, love is something that we're born into this universe with at a certain level. And as we grow, evolve, self-realize in our life, that level of love increases. And, you know, I always bring up the chakras. I, I always have to bring up the chakras because it's so important. It's like having the cliff notes to life and evolution. And we all evolve, whether we want to or not, uh, ourselves changing on a second-by-second basis. Uh, so let's just change in a better way. And as soon as you... like. The question might be, well, how can I change and be better and absorb this information so that I can grow in it? Well, the fact that you're listening to information, the fact that you're aware of new information, you will change. Like it's in your consciousness now. So um, the the understanding of the levels of love then puts in your consciousness and now it's about that, that evolution that you're... Basically, you're here to do grow. Like it's about growing. The process of going through life and challenges is about is about growing. Now, now I will say, and I will include myself in this. Sometimes we don't grow. Sometimes we don't get the lesson. Sometimes we don't um, heed the warning, and that is, you know, it's okay. I will say though, if you do not. Um, then you will experience that same challenge over and over until you finally get it. What's the key to getting it? Super simple, but not not easy, is going into reflectiveness, going into understanding that challenge. 
where it came from, how you responded or how did you react? For me, I usually react. I try to respond, but I react and I respond. I ask for forgiveness later. Um, Hey, I'm just being honest. Uh, I'm I'm on the journey as much as the rest of y'all. So love. First, we start out with sex and violence love. So sex and violence love is very combative. It's very aggressive. Um, it is it is that sex and violence love. Have you ever, and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to use people f- as an example, not that y'all know any of the people that I know, or maybe you do, but I'll use like movies. Have you ever seen a movie where there's a couple, they're fighting and she's slapping him and they're yelling at each other and the next thing you know, they have sex. That is a great example of the lowest form of love. I'm not saying I've never been there. Uh, surely not. I'm not innocent. But that is our, that is our lowest. Um, people who like to have sex when it's extremely violent is sex and violence love. Um, lowest form, we grow into conditional lovers. Well, just by based off of the word, we know what a conditional lover is. It's based around conditions. And I'm going to talk soon about the sacral plexus, which is the second chakra, which has to do with, does have to do with sex. And it does have, it only has about 5% to do with sex, but it is the chakra that has the most to do with sex because it's about the sexes. It is about the anima animus. It is about the female and the male. It's about relationships. So conditional love, um, we evolve and we grow and get better to be a conditional lover. And uh, if you don't already know, the example of that would be the best and uh, greatest version of manipulation. If you've ever been around someone who is a great manipulator, the, the more we, I, I love witnessing this. And it's so funny how uh, oddly, and I've witnessed myself do it. I don't even realize I'm manipulating someone when I'm manipulating. And I feel like women are really good at it. I think they're even better than men. Uh, And that's not anything against my sex because I'm a female. I can say it. I'm a girl. Um, But we're really good manipulators. But conditional lovers. So, yeah, conditional lover will be an example of uh, basically – uh, a woman holding what's very valuable and precious to a man, which is having sex. Or um, I would say we're, as we move uh, higher in the realm of the love order, we call it making love. It is when that woman holds that for ransom. When she she doesn't get what she wants. She, and this isn't the only example. This is a example. But when she doesn't give that because she's not getting what she wants from the male. And, you know, an easy example is, you know, if he doesn't wash the dishes or if he doesn't, you know, mow the yard, I'm not going to give him sex. Or if he doesn't let me have a girl's night out, then I'm not going to whatever, whatever, clean the house, um, cook dinner. That is, that is a form of conditional love. One of the things that I want that I, I think is wraps into conditional love is frustrations. We've all been frustrated. And what is frustration? Frustration is a form of anger. 
And if we take it and we dissect that emotion, um, not all the way down to the root of fear and love, but down to the root of expectations are things that we have uh, that comes from that conditional loving position. And if an expectation isn't met, we get frustrated and we become angry. And so I would encourage for you to witness, it's very interesting to do this, when you do find yourself getting frustrated, um, Oftentimes, it's usually not about the other person. It's usually 199.99% about you, about you having an expectation on the other person. And so you get mad or however you handle your frustration, um, whether you yell, whether whether you're you know a quiet person where you just kind of sulk and don't say anything and you do the silent treatment, but you're conditioning your love at at that point. And if you can be open and honest with your partner who has probably no idea what he did or she did that has made you like that, which creates guilt and shame. So as a lover, we don't ever want to guilt and shame the other person. We don't want to do that to them. We don't have the power to do that to them, quite honestly. If they do do that, it's something they've learned in their previous life, well, their younger life. Um, But be very open about this has nothing to do with you. I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated with something that you didn't do, but it has nothing to do with you. It has to do with my expectation on you. And that that's a, that's a form of, I, I call when I work with clients and couples, I say, this is fighting fair. Like be very honest about how you're feeling. Um, and, you know, know that, Oftentimes, if you can open up about your feelings and be vulnerable, it leads to a much simpler, easier relationship. And lots of times women will say they can be like that, but it's very hard to get their male counterpart to be like that. And and I do believe it can be the other way around as well. I can believe it sometimes can be very hard for women depending on how she was brought up. It's very, uh, it's, it can go either way is what I'm saying. Before I go on to the next level of love, let me just say that it's, it is very possible that you could be a high level lover, but in a second drop down to a sex and violence lover, you will oscillate based off your emotional stability, based off a circumstance, based off of your, if you're tired, if you haven't slept, if you haven't eaten. I know when I don't eat, I become a very hangry person. So it can change. The, the, but the point is, the motivation, the inspiration of this podcast is that once you know what, it, what the levels represent, then you're, we always strive to be at that highest form and highest level. So after we go from conditional loving, then we can go into empathetic and compassionate. Empathetic and compassionate, it's 
kind of what I was saying earlier. It's about having that communication, that communication of, and sense of uh, understanding, really. That's what compassion is, understanding. It's not about saying, I know exactly how you feel um, with your mother's death. And to, honestly, I those aren't the words that I would choose to use because unless you're in that person's skin, unless you've walked in their shoes a mile, I would never tell someone I understand exactly how they're feeling because you don't know. And But we can be compassionate and say, I oftentimes say I have no idea how you're feeling, but I'm here and I can, I'll support you. Tell me what you need. Tell me what I can do for you. Um, let's be empathetic versus being sympathetic, which is a taking away of energy. When we're sympathetic, we bleed our own energetic system. And it could be from a, a energetic system of money. Like somebody comes to you and they ask, they're asking for a form of love in the, in the version of, can I borrow a hundred bucks? Can I borrow $150? That's sympathetic love. That because when you give somebody money, then you're, you're giving away your energy. Or if you become very emotional and they're crying and you're crying, you're becoming sympathetic. So empathetic and compassionate love is not about losing energy within yourself. It is about maintaining your sense of energetic system. And that would mean even though someone is crying and bleeding their heart, you're there, solid foundation with support, understanding and loving them. What's love? It's not a verb. It's just a sense of being. In other words, and I always ask um, my clients this, what does love mean to you? And that's a question I'll ask you. What, is it, what does it mean to love? Question, what is what is your best form of love? If you haven't read Chapman's book on the love languages, oh my goodness, it is such a great book. Um, it's such a great book for relationships because oftentimes if you're butting heads, if you're, if you're in the initial stages of a relationship first year, uh, usually it's all great. It's the honeymoon period. Then you get into in three years, four and five, seven. Usually it's firecrackers. And that's when we look for the five love languages so we can understand why is this person doing the same thing over and over and it's it's not what I want. It's because I don't understand your love language. So if you want to, if you want a better relationship and you want to understand your partner and you want to build on and, and move further along in your sense of love, I highly recommend the five love languages by Chapman. Um, to, 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 the goal is to be an empathetic and compassionate lover. You want to, you want to have a deeper love and you want to understand that person more. So you have taken responsibility to learn about how I can love them the way they want to be loved. Somebody who doesn't sit in that level doesn't care, doesn't care about what they want. They just continue to keep giving the, <laughs> that same gift, that same gift of, um, it's interesting, 
when your birthday comes around, say you're not a jewelry person, but your husband constantly gives you jewelry and you have dropped hints and you've done all these things and it just doesn't resonate. Very interesting. Um, he hasn't that quite honestly hasn't learned that love language. So maybe it's time if you've got that partner, if you've got a partner who's like that, then maybe have him listen to the podcast. You could probably share it with him. But so um, I, that's what I love about empathetic and compassionate is you're, you're seek, you're a, that, that's that seeking to understand what that person wants and doesn't want. If you've got a partner who's always frustrated with you and you're always fighting, holy, um, it's, it's, uh, I, would, I would highly recommend getting someone, a third party, preferably, because if you're one of those people that you fight and you just go in circles and circles and then usually nothing gets, nothing gets solidified, nothing comes out of the argument. You just have really, the only reason you stop arguing is because you're tired and you're exhausted and you've already said the same thing 10 times. That particular couple probably needs a third party. I, I would highly recommend a coach at that point. Um, so, um, so then what, as you evolve, empathetic compassion is really the highest we can go because following empathetic compassion is unconditional. Now, personally, I, and I know a lot of books that would support this, but I know that there may be some that not. I don't feel like we can be unconditional lovers because we have an ego. Okay? Borders, definitions, and barriers are that ego. It is our protector. Uh, it's there for a reason. So, but, 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 I will say we have the ability to be at times unconditional. 30 seconds, a minute, 20 seconds. I know in my meditation when I can get to that really blissful moment, I feel like I am nothing but unconditional. But as soon as I get up, come downstairs, kids are getting ready for school and it's havoc, then I, my, that unconditional flies away <laughs> very easily because of my clearly noted my expectations from my programming that it is my job to look into, to evaluate, to um, get clear on. And so I think that if we're better lovers, if we can be better lovers, one of the things if we could concentrate on is when we get to a point of anything other than love, try our hardest not to point the fingers at anyone else and try our hardest to look at ourselves in the mirror and say, A, no one has the power to make you anything other than what you are. You're the only one that has the power of over your emotions. Like in other words, if I remember um, in my past saying, you're just making me feel very insecure and... Um, like I, I feel, I feel afraid, insecure, and it's all your fault because of what you said. No, not really. He doesn't have the power. She doesn't have the power to do that to me. Only I have the power to do that to myself. 
And believe it, I don't like hearing it when it does get said to me, even though these are my words coming out of my mouth. But I do, I do truly want to pass that on um, to you guys, um, to understanding. When you get to a place, uh, I know I keep talking about frustration, because this, I think it's just super common. When we get to frustration, if we can evaluate all about growth is introspectiveness, is going in a time of um, uh, evaluating our day and our moments and our frustrations and working through those. So that's really important if you do um, can take your meditation time and do that. It, it is it is the route to growth if you want to grow, is to taking that time. So with that being said, if there's anything that you're frustrated with, two things that come from that frustration, that, that anger, is A, it's something, especially if it's coming from another person, it's something that they're doing that you are, you still have not rectified within your own self, meaning you still do that too, and you don't like that you still do that. Or it could be, it is something that you are still working on and being compassionate with yourself about. I'll give you a really good example that I worked through this, oh, maybe like well, 10 years ago when I was understanding this concept. So that that was being explained. And I was like, really? That's interesting because if I can think of something that really frustrates me, it's when people are late. This, again, I have worked through that, not presently, but back then. And understand, I was like, so it's something that I have to work on that I don't like about myself. Well, I'm never late. Never. Did you hear my words? I said, oh, I'm never. I'm, I don't like to be late. If I'm on time, I feel like I'm late. And so that's not an issue I have with being late. Okay. So let's take it to go the next option. So that didn't apply to me. I was like, that's interesting because that concept doesn't apply to me. But the, and this is where I figured out the other half on my own within that week of learning that concept of love, I had an incident where I had an appointment and I was running late and I was extremely angry and frustrated. And I was driving in my car and like evaluating why I was so angry and how I need to just breathe and calm down. And it, it hit me. My uh, thank you for my higher self explaining the second part of this concept. It was about me having compassion for myself whenever being late. So we work from the inside out. So first, in order for us to be better lovers, and that doesn't necessarily mean with a man, like a, there's a hetero or homo. It doesn't necessarily mean within a, it means to all people, when loving all people, not just, a, not just your mate. So in order for us to be better lovers, to be at a higher level of love, we first have to love ourselves. So... To in this day and time now, when anybody is late, I I don't I have absolutely no calm with that whatsoever. Um, but it took it was a process of that particular week really creating an awareness that I was then able to change. 
that level of frustration. So compassion for self, then you have compassion for others. Simple. That's pretty easy. Um, so one of the things that I, I, I will share is there, you know, there's lots of great books. I love David Rico's books on relationships as it, as it relates to becoming better. I love Chapman's book of the five love languages, but there's a, there's a book that created a paradigm shift within myself that I'll share. Um, it is the book called being in love by Osho can be a little triggering if you grew up in a household of uh, Abrahamic Christianity because he really like uh, creates the paradigm and shuffles it all up to the point where it's a little mind-blowing. Osho, um, it's a beautiful book and um, a couple couple things I'll read out of it that stimulate discussion. Um, One of the chapters is in quote-unquote, love hurts and other misunderstandings. And so in a sentence in this chapter, it says, love love never hurts anybody. Hmm, very interesting. So if any of you are in relationships and you're like, "Uh, yeah, I feel like love hurts me, I would recommend the book. And if you feel you have been hurt by love, it is something else in you not your loving quality that feels hurt. Unless you see this, you will go on moving in the same circles again and again. Now, essentially, I already said that from the very beginning about life's lessons and beautiful challenges that allow us to grow. And if you're in that perpetual hamster wheel, then yes, yes, you're still working on a a lesson. (laughs) It's all, and you know, when we have challenges, it can be frustrating, but I would encourage you to look at it from a positive standpoint. Um, Like what can you, what can you, what can you positively learn from this lesson that helps you become better? So it's, in other words, another perspective and spin on it. All these beautiful challenges are going to make you a better version of yourself, which essentially that's what we're here for. We want to be better versions of ourselves. Another um, interesting sentence, remember, only one thing is going to help you, and that is awareness, nothing else, period. So Osho says awareness is important. We already talked about this many times in podcasts. What creates awareness? What's awareness? Mindfulness. What's mindfulness? Meditation. Meditation. Growth will remain painful if you don't accept life and love in all its ups and downs. So if you're one of those people that is resistant to something, I remember when I was really having... um, a really hard time with some neurological pain in my neck that was going up into my head. And at the time I was reading uh, some really good books about resistance. Isn't it interesting that whenever we're going through something, we always have the perfect book to guide us. At least in my experience, I've had that. And so part of my excruciating pain um, for me was my lesson was to just 
to stop resisting it and just allow it to happen. And it became easier to endure that pain to the point where I eventually easily I, I then figured out the source, rectified it and was out of pain. So thank goodness for that. Uh, so not fighting, um, and like I said, there's nothing wrong with being a little bit of a warrior, but if it's fair. So we want to stick up for ourselves. We don't want to be one of these people where we allow people to walk all over us and tell us all these horrible things about us. We do want to stand up, but we want to, we want to try, try our best to speak from, from a, a place of love and using sentences that include I and not necessarily like you, 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 you did this to me. You did that to me. You said this to me. You hurt my feelings. If you can use the I instead of the you, the person becomes a little less defensive. And then you can, if you can establish a conversation around becoming vulnerable, then that vulnerability on both, that vulnerability then seeps out and the other person also becomes vulnerable. And then it becomes a very intimate discussion that only creates a very happy ending um, with both people expanding their consciousness into a greater form of love. So at the end of the day, we, we love these models of love. We strive to reach that unconditionalness. It is super, super hard at times. It can be easier other times. That's life. Nothing wrong with that. But most importantly, um, I feel like the biggest lesson in this podcast is that we need to learn to love ourselves. And the question, um, rhetorical question is, do you love yourself? And years ago, one of the challenges with clients was, can you stand in the front of a mirror, naked preferably, and say, I love you. I love, and then say what you love about yourself on a daily basis so that it sticks and so it's solidified. You will, it would, it changes you so much. Um, your aura, your energetic field changes so much when you learn to love yourself. So, you know, a lot of clients say, I don't, I don't, how do you, I don't even how begin to love myself. I just look in the mirror and there's judgment. Well, that's a, that's a perception and it's a pattern and habit. So we change the pattern and habit by looking in the mirror and saying that that sense of love to ourself. Um, what makes you happy? And how often do you do those things that make you happy? Very important. Do you do those on a, on a daily basis? Do things for yourself that make you happy. Sometimes we need to list. And sometimes the list is only one thing. Well, I would encourage you to add more things to your list so that when you do get into one, a really bad, funky, stinky stage, which can happen, you go back to your book and you do something in that book that makes you happy so that you can turn your energy around. Okay. Next part of this sense of love for self, satisfaction, doing things that create perception of satisfaction or making a conscious effort that 
in your day, at the end of the day, you're satisfied with everything that you've done in that day. And there's always tomorrow if you're not satisfied today, that you can change it and focus on it and have that contentness that is so important to cultivating love. Um, I used to do affirmations. Affirmations are, they worked for me, but I will say that doing affirmations just for a week or a day usually doesn't change the perception or the mindset. It took years of doing affirmations for me to come to a new realization. Um, I, I, I feel like one of the, I can only use myself because I've got myself here and I've got my own experience through these challenges that I can share. That one of the things that was super helpful for me is I, I dig into fears. So if there was a, a known fear, I did it. And it, that helped cultivate a lot of love and respect and courage and tremendous amount of satisfaction for myself. So if you can also, uh, on that, that column in that page of happiness and love, what is it that you fear? And what, like, for example, one of my fears was um, in college when I would do um, papers and speeches. Big fear was public speaking. Even though I was a dancer and competed um, and constantly had done stage performances, I still had such a fear of being up on stage. And so what I did once I was out of college was I did a Toastmasters class to become a better public speaker and to learn how to speak better. So that is an example. One of, one of my fears, um, I went back and did, um, fitness pageants because I wanted to conquer the fear I had such as a, as a young, as a child and adolescent of the memory of being so fearful of getting on stage. I was like, I want to conquer that. Yeah. I'm in my twenties late twenties, but that's something that I still remember. And I, I want to shut it down. And so I jumped into doing that, which, oh man, was like reliving that stage super amount of fear. Um, but I did it and I'm so proud of the progress and, and taking the challenge on to do it. So we're going to conclude. Today was about love. Again, there's there's a lot that can be said about love. I wanted to talk, the basis was to talk about those levels. The basis of today's podcast was to talk about you and where you sit in your life right now with loving yourself. And I gave you a couple tips on what you can do to enhance your version of love within yourself. I hope you enjoyed today. Uh, if you did, I always recommend share it. Have someone else learn a little bit about love. And so we can all grow together. That's what it's about, raising that sense of consciousness, opening in our heart. And don't forget, balancebod.com. Welcome you to come make comments, um, email if you want. Love to hear the feedback and response. I'm at Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-Y, at balancebod.com. Thanks for sharing um, your energy with me. 
any of your questions and comments. Always enjoy those. Always enjoy being able to um, be in this collective uh, place with you. Talk at you next time. Thanks. Thanks.